Good morning and welcome to the product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 392. It is Tuesday, July 6th, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and anyone have $70 million lying around? This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the post-Kaseya ransomware supply chain attack world. I'm sure most have not recovered yet, so... And I'm not trying to make light of it. It's just uh, these are things we're going to be looking at going forward in the cybersecurity world. Or if you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. And if you're in a HIPAA-compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type Get HIPAA Compliance into the search, and join the group. So let's jump into it. I mean, besides the Kaseya stuff, it's, it's actually a pretty light news day. So um, let's just jump into it, get it, get it done. On the Hacker News, TrickBot Botnet found a, deploying a new ransomware called Diavol, or Diavol, it's D-I-A-V-O-L. There are actors behind the infamous TrickBot. We've talked about TrickBot numerous times on this uh, podcast, TrickBot being a uh, credential-stealing malware that eventually usually deploys ransomware as well. has been linked to a new ransomware strain called Diavol, again, D-I-A-V-O-L. According to the latest research, Diavol and Conti ransomware payloads were deployed on different systems in a case of an unsuccessful attack targeting one of its customers earlier this month. Researchers from Fortinet's Fortigard Labs said last week, TrickBot, a banking Trojan first detected in 2016, has been traditionally a Windows-based crimeware solution, employing different modules to perform a wide range of malicious activities on target networks, including credential theft, and conduct ransomware attacks. Despite efforts by law enforcement to neutralize the bot network, the ever-evolving malware has proven to be a resilient threat. What with Russia-based operators dubbed Wizard Spider quickly adapting new tools to carry out further attacks. And there's a sort of a map, I guess you could say, of what they do do. Um, but so now TrickBot is being associated with Diavol. And so far, there's been one incident of note with that ransomware attack. Does not say who the victim is. On securityaffairs.co, U.S. water company WSSC water hit by a ransomware attack. And I share this because it's um, when you think about the water, when you think about attacks on water supply, that's pretty scary stuff. WSSC Water is investigating a ransomware attack that took place on May 24th that targeted a portion of their network that operates non-essential business patterns. According to reports from WJZ13 Baltimore, the company removed the malware just hours later and locked out the threat. However, the attackers accessed internal files. WSSC has already notified the FBI, Maryland Attorney General, and state and local homeland security officials. The company operates filtration and wastewater treatment plants fortunately the attack did not impact the water quality but the investigation is still ongoing company uses air gapped networks which is very smart and was able to restore encrypted files from backups the incident had no impact on the company because it was prepared to repel such attacks that are becoming frequent mcdonough explained wssc is warning customers of possible attacks abusing the access data it is recommended 
they monitor their financial statements and report any suspicious transactions. The company is going to offer affected people five years of credit monitoring with $1 million in identity theft insurance at no cost. So very proactive. I give them a lot of credit because they're using air gap networks, which is important these days. They're using um, tools to mitigate the impacts of such an attack. And uh, five years five years of credit monitoring is, is nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty impressive because usually it's one or two years. So kudos to them for handling this very well. QNAP fixes critical bug in NAS backup disaster recovery app. This is on Bleeping Computer. Taiwan-based network attached storage, NAS, NAS. Maker QNAP has addressed a critical security vulnerability, enabling attackers to compromise vulnerable NAS devices' security. They have been in the news extensively in the last few months. I would say the last year, probably. The improper access control vulnerability track to CVE 2021-28809 was found by Ta, Ta Lun Yen of TX1 IoT ICS Research Security Research Labs in HPS3 Hybrid Backup Sync. QNAP's disaster recovery and data backup solution. The security issues caused by buggy software that does not correctly restrict attackers from gaining access to system resources, allowing them to escalate privileges, ex execute commands remotely, or read sensitive info without authorization. QNAP says the security flaws already fixed in the following HPS versions and advises customers to update the application to the latest version. QTS 4.3.6, HPS 3, VE 3.0.210507 and later. QTS 4.3.4, HPS 3, version 3.0.210506 and later. And QTS 4.3.3, HPS 3, version 3.0210506 and later. However, while QNAP published the security advisory, announced Announcing that CVE 2021-28809 is fixed today, the app's release notes do not list any security updates since May 14th. According to the company, QNAP NAS devices running QTS 4.5.x with HPS 3. Or I'm sorry, HPS 3 version 16.x are not affected by the security vulnerability and are not exposed to attacks. QNAP fixed another critical vulnerability found in HPS 3 hybrid backup sync backup and disaster recovery app in April. So I told you, see, we've been talking about it significantly. The backdoor account flaw initially described by the company as hard-coded credentials and then as an improper authorization provided a backdoor account that allowed QLocker ransomware operators to encrypt internet-exposed network-attached storage devices. See, there goes that. that's a scenario where air, gap, air gapping would have worked. Starting with at least April 19th, QLocker began targeting QNAP devices as part of a Massive campaign deploying ransomware payloads and move victims' files and password-protected 7-zip archives and ask for ransoms. As Bleeping Computer reported, the ransomware gang made around 260000 in just five days by demanding ransoms of 0.01 bitcoins worth roughly $500 at the time. The same month, QNAP urged their customers to secure their NAS devices from age locker ransomware attacks targeting their data and two weeks later from an e See, it's E-C-H-O-R-A-I-X, ransomware campaign. QNAP devices were previously attacked by e ransomware, also known as QNAP Crypt, during June of 2019 and June of 2020. You see, I, I told you we've been talking about this quite a bit. 
And yes, we have an update on the Kaseya supply chain ransomware attack. Revel ransomware has set a price for decrypting all systems locked during the Kaseya supply chain attack. The gang wants $70 million in Bitcoin for the tool that allows all affected businesses to recover their files. The attack on Friday propagated through Kaseya VSA cloud-based solution used by managed service providers to monitor customer systems and for patch management. Customers of multiple MSPs have been impacted by the attack. Revel ransomware encrypting networks of at least 1,000 businesses across the world. It's, I think it's more than that. In a post on their leak site, the threat actor says that they, are, they locked more than a million systems and are willing to negotiate for a universal decryptor starting from 70 million. This is the highest ransom demand to date. The previous record also belongs to Revel. Ask 50 million after attacking Taiwanese electronic and computer maker Acer. Previously, Revel Ransom asked five million from MSPs for a decryption tool and a forty-four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollar ransom from their customers. However, the gang used multiple extensions when encrypting the files, and the forty-four nine 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 demand was for unlocking files with the same extension as the negotiations with the victims show. For victims with locked files that have multiple extensions, following the Revel Ransomware encryption gang's demand can be as high as five hundred thousand. So we we talked about that already yesterday. Um, so they continue to use that tactic, but now they're saying for $70 million, they will decrypt, decrypt everything for everybody. HHS, take action now to secure vulnerable PACS servers. The HHS Health Sector Cybersecurity Coordination Center, HC3, has issued a TLP white alert warning about vulnerabilities in the picture archive and communication systems, PACS for short, used by hospitals, clinics, small healthcare practices, and research institutions for sharing patient data and medical imaging. The HC3 sector alert warns that PACS vulnerabilities are exposing sensitive patient data and placing systems at risk of compromise. Vulnerable internet-based, internet-exposed, I should say, PACS servers can easily be identified and compromised by hackers, threatening not just the PACS servers, but also any systems to which those servers connect. PACS was initially developed to help with the transition from analog to digital storage of medical images. PACS servers receive medical images from medical imaging systems such as magnetic resonance imaging, also known as MRI, computed tomography, which is CT, you probably know as CT scan, radiography and ultrasound, and store the images digitally using the digital imaging and communication and medicine DICOM for short. Format. DICOM is now three decades old and was discovered to have vulnerabilities that would easily be exploited. The vulnerabilities were first described by security researchers in September of 2019 who showed it is possible for the flaws to be exploited, gain access to medical images and patient data. Thousands of vulnerable PACS were identified worldwide, with a second study several months later uncovering even more PACS that were exposed to the internet and vulnerable to attack. In June 2021, a study by ProPublica revealed millions of medical images have been exposed to the internet via vulnerable PACS. 130 health systems were found to have exposed around 8.5 million case studies involving more than 2 million patients with more than 275 million medical images from the examinations placed at risk along with any associated protected health information. Exposed protected health information included patient names, exam dates, Images, physician names, dates of birth, procedure types, procedure locations, and social security numbers. Successful exploitation of these vulnerabilities would result 
in an attacker obtaining sensitive data, but it would also be possible to exploit vulnerabilities in the DICOM protocol to install malicious code, manipulate diagnosis, falsify scans, sabotage research, or install malware. Once access to the PACS systems is gained, an attacker could move laterally and spread to other parts of the network undetected. The main issue with PACS servers have been exposed to the internet without applying basic security principles. These include checking and validating connections to ensure that systems can only be accessed by authorized individuals, configuring the systems in accordance with manufacturer documentation, restricting network access to vulnerable systems and ensuring where possible that they are not accessible over the internet. There's that air gapping again. Placing PACS systems behind firewalls whenever possible. Ensuring a virtual private network must be used to access PACS systems remotely. Ensuring traffic between internet connected systems and physician physician patients is encrypted by enabling HTTPS. Ensuring default passwords are changed to strong unique passwords. Closing all unused ports on affected systems where possible, discontinuing, discontinuing or limiting the use of third-party software on affected systems to decrease the attack surface, ensuring patches are applied promptly, logging and monitoring all network traffic attempting to reach vulnerable systems. And finally, last bit of HIPAA news, Dominion National proposes $2 million settlement to resolve class action data breach lawsuit. Dominion National, a Virginia-based insurer, health plan administrator, and administrative dental and vision benefits has agreed to settle a class action lawsuit filed by victims of 2.96 million record data breach discovered in 2019. So you're roughly paying about, well, I guess three quarters of a million dollars per, no, that's wrong. I'm not even going to try to do math. So they're paying almost three million there were two million rec- two million dollar. I'm sorry. There were three million records breached, and they're settling for two million dollars. Is the short end of it. Initially, the breach was brought to have or thought to have affected 122 health plan members, but further investigations showed that the protected health information of two million nine hundred sixty-four thousand seven hundred seventy-eight individuals had been compromised, including names, dates of birth, email addresses, number of IDs, number IDs, group numbers, subscriber numbers and social security numbers individuals who were enrolled online through the dominion national website may also have had their bank account and and routing number exposed so two million dollars is the settlement agreed on for dominion national and that is going to do it for this edition of the proactive it cybersecurity daily so until tomorrow stay healthy stay safe and stay secure